Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560, FM96.5, HD2, the Joe WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute. Their experts treat athletes of all levels, elite pros, active adults, and youth athletes. Recover your game. Visit uhealthsportsmedicine.com. Here is Larry Bluestein. Alex Dono in for Larry Bluestein on a glorious Monday. It actually is a glorious Monday for Hurricanes basketball fans. Miami is in the Sweet 16. Nobody thought, well, except for me and a few other people who actually pay attention, but for the most part, oh, 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 see, I got to respect the fight song. I got to respect the fight song, man. Nobody outside of those who actually watched Miami thought Miami would beat USC in the first round. Nobody thought Miami would take out Auburn in the round of 32. The Hurricanes are going to destroy Iowa State in the Sweet 16. Just think about it this way. The mascots, a hurricane and a cyclone. Sports Bomber, let me ask you, what's the more severe weather event? Is it a hurricane or a cyclone? I'm going to say a hurricane because a hurricane consists of many cyclones. Yes. See, thank you. A, a cyclone is just a part of a piece of the hurricane. Fire. This is going to be no problem, my friend, when Miami takes out Iowa State. That game is going to be like a, uh, I saw like a 10.45, like a really late 9.45 maybe. 9.45 really, really starts this Friday. Oh, Pre-game starts tip. at 9 o'clock here with Joe Z and Hollywood, Danny Rabinowitz. See, that makes it better. Joe, Joe Z and Hollywood are going to do an awesome pregame. Let me bring on a man who covers the Hurricanes, whether it be basketball, football, even baseball at a very high level. Jazz Santana from the Five Reasons Sports Network. There's great Canes coverage there. Jazz, are you on cloud nine yeah. like I am, my friend? You know, I, and I, I did, I did think Miami would beat USC. I was not as optimistic about the Auburn game, and yet here we are. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, right? I mean, we haven't had a Sweet 16 since what 20, uh, 2016, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody besides me and you, Donald, thought that we can beat USC and Auburn, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much you uh, and me. Amazing how how we had the cards stacked against us the whole time. And but look, like you said, if you really follow this team, you know what type of you know what type of team they are. Um, and the matchups just believe it or not actually suited them uh, both times around. I mean, playing bigger teams, they are the smaller team, uh, but they can run. And a fast team beats a big team when a fast team is fast. Right. That's what they say. So yes. uh, they did that. They did that both times and they came out and, and they I mean, they absolutely dominated Auburn. Um, USC, not so much. And I apologize for the motorcycle behind me there, but um, <laughs> USC, not so much. But but Auburn, I mean, listen, they were the number they were the number one team in the country for a couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, they've been struggling a little bit down the road. But but listen, you you got to get hot. That's what the final four. That's what the tournament is about. If you're hot. That, that's all it takes, and, and you can you can run the table and get to the final four. That would be exciting. Yeah, and I guess like 
we take it around at a time, it's actually amazing that in the tournament so far, Miami will be a favorite for the first time in the Sweet 16, where they're going up against Iowa State, who's an 11 seed. Uh, Miami is favored by about two and a half points. They're obviously proving themselves around the country now. How far do you think this team can go? Like, like, what, what do you think their ceiling is? Can they make that improbable run to the Final Four? Are they good enough to get to the big game at the end? Like, how far do you think this team can go? Yeah, I, I think they're in the right bracket. That's the first thing, right? So I think that they fell into the right bracket where they could be able to match up well against a lot of these higher-ranked teams. Uh, believe it or not, the team that I think is going to give us the hardest time is Iowa State because they are a smaller team. They kind of play the same style offense that we do and so it's going to be a better matchup that way um and so i think that this is going to be a, a, a tough game uh but, but again it's a 10-11 matchup the last time we were in the sweet 16 i think we lost to villanova who ended up winning it all this is not villanova yep. that we're playing right this is uh this is iowa state who's still a scrappy team they're a good ball club but i think that if um you know if we continue to play the way that we're playing right now just going up and down the court hitting our shots and and uh playing aggressive on defense uh, yeah, I think we definitely have a shot, but I think this is going to be the tougher game out of the three that we face, uh, ironically enough. Ooh, why, why do you think that? Well, I just think similar styles of play, right? That's, mm. that's, the, that's the number one thing is the style of play. Uh, you know, they're both quick. They're both, uh, you know, smaller teams, uh, handle the ball really well. And so I think that, that since there's so, such similar styles, I think that that's what's going to be tougher, whereas you know, the, the USC taller team, bigger team, if you're fast, you can go up and down the, you know, up and down the court a little better. Uh, not only them, but also Auburn. You saw you know, uh, Kessler get into some foul trouble. Uh, Jabari Smith didn't have the best game that he could uh, possibly have. And so if you can take those big men out of the game um, and play your small ball game, then I think you have the opportunity of winning. And, and I think the problem is that Iowa State matches up a little bit better with that concept. Um, than yeah. the other teams. That makes sense. We're joined here by Jazz Santana from the Five Reasons Sports Network. He joins us here on AM560 Sports WQAM. Football, spring ball. Uh, we are, what, about three weeks away from the spring game. Going to be April 16th. You know, Miami has put in a few practices. Ha have there been any, any players or any storylines that have stood out to you so far in the early stages of the spring? Yeah, I think the biggest storyline for me is the lack of depth, right? So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe everybody's excited about being able to, you know, now we've got Mario Cristobal, we've got all these great coaches and all that. Uh, but I think the biggest storyline for me is the lack of depth at positions that we really need depth, like offensive line, linebacker, you know. And, and of course, it's because a lot of guys are, you know, hurt or they're, you know, not able to play and they're kind of nursing some injuries or rehabbing. So um, I'm not completely concerned but i think what people need to realize is that this this team is going to look so different come fall it's going to look completely different and so if people can kind of come to the realization that this step not to get too concerned about it um i think they'll be okay there's going to be a lot of turnover if you ask me i i might be in the minority here but i think there's going to be a lot of turnover uh a lot of different players coming in after spring ball and um, like I said, you're going to see a different team in, in the fall come August, uh, get ready for the season. But I think that that's going to be – that's been the biggest storyline. And you're going to see it also in the spring game. You're going to see some other guys that maybe didn't get a shot, uh, with yeah. the, you know, with the previous regime kind of come out 
and maybe show show us a little something. Maybe some of us, like you and me, maybe we know what some of these kids can do. But not, you know, their average fan is not going to know who Tyree Boston Cave is or Deshaun Troutman is or, you know, some of these offensive linemen that are now going to have a shot to, to come in and, and break it too deep or, or even get a starting spot. Who knows? Yeah, and and you're you're right about the lack of depth in certain areas, including offensive line. But yeah, I just I look at the type of coaching that unit is going to get depth aside, right? Because obviously that's always going to be an issue, and you don't want anyone to get hurt throughout the year. Uh, you know, having having a head coach that really favors offensive line play, and then having an offensive line coach who's one of the best in the business, and Alex Mirabal, like I. And, and I know a lot of people are having the same conversations about the Dolphins, right? How much, uh, how much, if at all, their alignment can improve under new coaching. But with the Canes, I mean, you look at the sort of preparation they're going to be getting. How much do you think this O-line can improve next year? Well, you nailed it, right? They have one of the top offensive linemen in the uh, – excuse me, offensive line coaches in the country. So can they get much better? I mean, they, I mean, considering how they played last season, yeah, I think if they can only get better – uh, not only that, you know, we're going to have some guys coming back. Jayla Rivers coming back from injury. Uh, Zion Nelson is, a, is a, you know, going to be a year, you know, one more year um, into this program, so, and, and so on and so forth. I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with some of the guys that, you know, came in from the transfer portal, maybe some of the newer guys, some of the guys that were here last year that were only a freshman, like Ryan Rodriguez, um, I think is a kid that we need to watch out for. Um, yeah. whether it's at the guard position or at the center position. Uh, Logan Sangapolu, which obviously is a big-time prospect, transfer came in from Oregon, obviously knows Coach Cristobal and Mirabal really well, and he was going to start at Oregon before he got hurt as well. So, the, and, and we all know that Oregon had a way better offensive line than we ever did. So that kind of <laughs> tells you where, where this offensive line could possibly be uh, you know, when the season starts. So, yeah, I, I see a lot of improvement on that line, and we're going to need it because when you've got the stable of running backs and the tight ends and the wide receivers and, quite frankly, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, at least we think he is, uh, you're going to need to protect all of those guys. You're going to need to open holes for these, you know, running backs. And so they're going to have to get better by default. But I think that with crystal ball and Maribel there, I think the sky's the limit for these guys. Yeah, and, and we were talking quarterbacks a little bit earlier when Gabby Arudia was on with us. Uh, Miami might have the best quarterback situation in the ACC and one of the best in the country, and that even goes beyond TVD when you think about Jake Garcia as the number two guy. And listen, in the ACC, a couple of big-time quarterbacks are leaving for the NFL. I mean, Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell both on, on their way to the National Football League. So, I mean, where, where do you stack Miami's quarterback rooms and the rest of the conference? It's right near the top in my book. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest with you, Donna, you didn't even mention the guy that I'm most excited about, and that's Ja'Curry Brown. I love what he yes. brings to this team. He's a completely different quarterback, right? So, uh, But if you look at him now, he looks like a third-year junior. Uh, he's all of 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he actually he's, might be 6'5". He's already, you know, he's already got some mass on him. And uh, uh, I just think he's going to bring a different element to the game for the Canes. Uh, and even, even this year, I, I can see them having certain packages for the guy already coming out, come, coming right out from the start. So um, probably top, top two quarterback rooms in, in all the ACC, right? So, I mean, you've got competition from, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Teams like Clemson, NC State's got uh, Leary over there. Uh, so you've got some teams that have some 
um, you know, some good, really good quarterback play, but the depth is where I think that Miami um, kind of trumps them all there. So I'm really excited to see that quarterback room. I think Jake Garcia is the, is the real deal, but I love Ja'Curry Brown. And we didn't even mention, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Tyler Van Dyke, but Ja'Curry Brown, for me, is the most impressive out of all of them. And that says a lot, really. Wow. That, that's, it's, and, and clarify that statement, because I don't want anyone to hear that and be like, what is this guy smoking? Uh, so, so how, and, and, and like, I, and I, I saw, I, I couldn't get out to the first uh, few practices in person, but I was watching some videos of quarterback drills and what you're saying about Ja'Curry Brown. Now he's wearing the number 11, which of course is, uh, my guy Dorsey's number. So it, it is what it is, but he looks the part like the kid. He is gigantic. I never would think this guy is an 18 year old. Like he is. So, so right. why did you say what you just said about him? And, and that's what I mean, Donald, right? He looks the part he's out there. He's throwing the ball with confidence. He's using his legs with confidence. And so he is the type of guy. This, this, his style of quarterbacking is completely different than what Tyler Van Dyke brings. Uh, Jake Garcia uses his legs a little more. But you may not see, you know, you may look at the stat line. You may say, well, he threw for 180. And I'm not saying this is going to happen this year, right? Again, let, uh, <laughs> let me clarify. It's not that he's going to start this year or even next year. But I guarantee you that he's going to have a package where they're going to, because inside the 20-yard line, I, you know, in the red zone, I think that they're going to use him a lot. That's just my, that's my opinion, right? I think that a guy like that, you're going to have to use his mobility, use his talent. And I think inside the red zone, he may be unstoppable. That's, that's just me, in my opinion. Uh, it's not to say that he's going to start or anything like that. I just love his build already. He's got that yeah. moxie. And it's very cliche to say, but he's got that, you know, he's, he looks the part. He looks like he's ready to go. He's confident. The way that he throws the ball, he's already big. He's huge. Like you said, he's huge. He's 6'5". He's the biggest guy in the room. Um, and I just think that his progression, he, here's another thing, right? Coach Frank Ponce is going to be a huge part of his yes. development as well. You know, And that's going to be awesome. I love that, that he's there to kind of help mentor him as well. Yeah, no, it's very well said, and I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad you got a chance to. Everything you said is spot on. I just don't, didn't want anyone to to hear what you said about Jacurry Brown and be like, "What is he talking about?" So that that was perfect. Great stuff as always, my friend. Uh, make sure you guys check out uh, Jazz Santana, uh, the Six Ring Kane Show Thursday nights, and uh, and and I forget. Uh, remind people the Twitter handles as well because you have a show account and your personal account where they can find you on social. Yeah, so on uh, on Twitter you can follow uh, the show account. At, it's at six six with a th six rings cane. Uh, we're on every Wednesday night at eight thirty p.m. Uh, on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel, and then uh, my personal Twitter is at Jazz Santana. Pretty easy there, uh, but at Jazz Santana, follow me on both. We're constantly talking canes. We've got some really exciting stuff going on right now, um, just in the world of sports. So I'm really excited to talk canes, especially with spring uh, spring game coming up. I love it. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy the rest of your week, and thank you for making time for us. Thank you, Don. Always a pleasure, my man. Thank you. Always from Jazz Santana. And, yeah, I mistakenly said Thursday night, but he clarified it there Wednesday night. I think Thursday night because I, I do a show on Thursday night, so it's like, again, Thursday, Monday night, yeah. It is what it is. But, yeah, Wednesday nights uh, on YouTube, those guys do a fantastic job. All right, we'll take more of your texts and tweets. When we return, you can tweet me at Alex Dono, Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. You could always text the show, text the station at 305-567-0560. That's the Kendall Toyota, West Kendall Toyota text line. 
uh great uh thoughts coming in from our good friend gina gina is awesome she's uh she's always a religious uh lister of the shows that i do and and this show uh she's gonna keep praying for blue hope he gets better real soon yeah i was texting with blue earlier today he's he's getting better he's still got some work to do he had a really really tough time uh, in the hospital earlier this year so he's recovering and eventually he's gonna kick my butt out of the seat and he's gonna take his show back but until he's ready to do that I'm going to keep the seat warm for our boy, Blue. We continue when we come back. Alex Dono here on the South Florida High School Sports Show, AM560 Sports, WQAM. Welcome back to the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560 FM 96.5 HD2 The Joe, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute. I am Alex Sano. I'm in for Larry Bluestein here on the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560 Sports WQAM. We're going to go into the archives and hear from our boy Blue in about 20 minutes. We're going to have uh, one of Blue's uh, best recent interviews, Matt DeBuck, head coach of Cardinal Gibbons. So we will hear from our boy Blue. I, I, I speak to Blue whenever I get a chance. Been texting him earlier today, and he's getting better, and he's going to take the chair back, I'm sure, very, very soon. Um, I, I found this to be a non-interesting thing that people were very interested in. So the Dolphins, they made all of their new signings available today, which is really cool. Like, I don't think, I don't think they had to do that. Um, you know, media availability for all the new guys that they've signed so far. Um, and yeah, everybody spoke. Uh, one of those who spoke, of course, is the Dolphins new backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. And every blog, every site is writing an article about this, that uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he was asked in his words what his role is going to be as a Miami Dolphin. And he, he declined to disclose the conversations he has had with the team. Basically, he's not like publicly admitting, I'm here to be a backup quarterback. People are making a big deal about this. I don't think it's a big deal because – what do you expect Bridgewater to say? Every quarterback who puts on a uniform in that league, hell, every player who puts on a uniform in that league, super competitive, like top 1% of competitive people on the planet to play that game professionally. Um, you think Teddy is just going to go around like yucking it up with reporters? Like, yeah, I'm here to be the backup quarterback. I'm probably going to hold a clipboard for most of the season. If, if this guy stays healthy, probably the entire season. I'm going to hold a clipboard. Everybody wants to compete. I don't think anybody just wants to come out and say, yeah, I'm here to be a second stringer, okay? Now, is there a pretty good chance we're going to see Teddy Bridgewater start a game or two or three? Yeah, because Tongo Vailoa hasn't shown you going back to college that he can get through a season healthy. So, yeah, I think at some point Bridgewater is going to start a game or two this year. Um I don't believe he's going to get an open competition to be the starter. Um, and, you know, I, I think this is by design. I think the Dolphins, they don't want to mess with Tua's head. Like, I think the Dolphins just want to. They're going to try to put Tua in the most comfortable position possible so they can really see what he's got, so they can really evaluate him. They're trying to improve the offensive line. They've improved the running back core. They've improved the receiving core, adding Cedric Wilson. And they don't want Tua... You know, and I know a lot of people disagree with this, but they don't want to uh, competing for his own starting job. Uh, but what do you think Bridgewater's going to say? I mean, you think about last year, last year when Jacoby Brissett, who was awful, 
turned out to be awful. I actually thought it was a decent signing at the time. Could not have been more wrong about that. But when Jacoby Brissett came in, he told reporters, I believe I'm a starting quarterback. I believe I'm a starting quarterback in this league. That's just the sort of competitive attitude you have. You have to have to reach that level of quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah, I fully believe Teddy Bridgewater was brought to this team with the intention of him being a backup quarterback. Is it possible he ends up finishing the season as a starter? Anything's possible. That would probably only happen because of injury. So uh, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Like for Teddy Bridgewater not to you know specify what his role is, I, I really don't think that's something that deserves the sort of reaction it's getting. Now, another interesting thing, and this is not Dolphins related today, but a lot of people were talking about this on ESPN. Um, as you all know by now, Deshaun Watson is a Cleveland Brown. Um, he, he's still, even though he's been cleared of criminal charges, he's not being indicted, he still is facing 22 civil lawsuits for sexual misconduct, okay? Now, the lawyer, Tony Busby, for the 22 women that have accused him of that conduct, Tony Busby has gone on record today saying, the Cleveland Browns never reached out to me or to my clients to hear their stories about Deshaun Watson. And people are making a big deal about that. Now, this is in no way a commentary of whether uh, I think he's like innocent. I, 22 accusers, there's probably something there. But just strictly commenting on this Cleveland Browns thing with Tony Busby, no chance in hell Cleveland was going to reach out to him. Because you guys have to remember something. Now, maybe morally that could have been the right thing to do. Yeah, I'd like to get in touch with some of these women to hear their sides of the story. That morally, that's a very reasonable thing to do. Unfortunately, many aspects of the NFL are morally bankrupt, okay? And if the Cleveland Browns had reached out to Busby and any of his clients and still ended up signing and acquiring because they traded for him and signed him to a new deal, they, they if they spoke to Busby and his clients and then still ended up acquiring Deshaun Watson, that gives Busby a ton of ammunition to make the Browns look really, really bad. And the Browns didn't want to put them in that position because if the Browns had contacted Tony and said, Mr. Busby, tell us these stories. Uh, we would love to talk to some of your clients. Again, morally, that probably would have been the right thing to do. But from the Browns' standpoint, if they had already made up their mind, we want to sign this guy. We want our team to be better. We're willing to overlook some of the off-the-field uh, the, the, off the field stuff. If they had reached out to Busby and still acquired him, then what's Tony Busby going to be saying today? They reached out to me. I told them our stories. I told them these women's stories. And they still went out and signed this guy. That would make the Browns look terrible. So, Again, I'm I'm not I'm not excusing it. I'm just telling you what happened there behind the scenes and why if the Browns had already made up their mind, we want to sign this guy. You know, we want to we want to sell our souls to potentially win a Super Bowl. It would only make them look worse if they also reached out to the lawyer and to the accusers. So that's why they didn't do that. And it it goes to show you, man, the NFL the NFL can be uh, it can be a very interesting, interesting business, and business does come before a lot of other things on that, okay? So, wow. I mean, Sports Bomber, I, I'm refreshing every feed possible. I've been refreshing Pro Football Talk. I've been refresh, refreshing Barry Jackson's Twitter, Schefter's Twitter. 
Do we have any idea what's going on in Miami Gardens with Teron Armstead? Is is he on that slide over and over again at the Dolphins facility? Like, is he not uh, is he not leaving that that slide they have on the playground there? Like, well, what is happening? Because I, I thought maybe we'd know something by now. I have an unconfirmed Twitter source saying that they spotted Teron Armstead at the Pollo Tropical and Plantation, and when asked about whether the contract was done, <laughs> he gave a wink. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I saw that. I I, uh, I know of the guy who tweeted that. It's uh, he's he's funny. He's funny. It see my follow up question would be, what's in Teron Armstead's bag? Is he a choppy chop guy? Oh no, like no, a no. Whole... he's 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 got to be he's got to be like the full the full half chicken there. Pro- probably a full. He probably gets two half chickens, which would equal a full chicken. Exactly. Right? Like exactly. <laughs> now the question <laughs> a... is 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 he going with platanitos maduro or like yuca frita? Ooh, um, I am more of a yuca frita guy. Um, although, like a pollo tropical, will like they will seasonally offer tostones. For some reason, they don't offer. Oh, them you got to take the I'm tostones. A, I'm a huge tostone fan. And you dip them in the cilantro garlic sauce. Oh, oh, bro! If those are in season right now, and he has those, he's not leaving. Oh no, you can't. <laughs> you got you. You, you got to stay for the tostones with the cilantro. <laughs> He is not leaving, and he's definitely Although, a two a two dinner roll guy. Oh my god! Yeah, the one dinner roll is never it's never enough. Like they they tease you with that a little bit. Yeah, you got to you got to get you got to get at least he's got to get at least a couple of dinner rolls in there. I'm a big sauce guy. Like I, I like to get like the half chicken and the I, I pull I pull like the pieces off with my fingers. I like to dip them in the sauces. Like I like the curry mustard and I like oh. the cilantro garlic. Those are my go tos. Dude, you got you you had me at curry mustard and cilantro. <laughs> that is so good, man. And, and Teron Armstead, listen, you have to set the bar really high for the food. And he's a big guy. He's over 300 pounds, offensive tackle. So he's going to want to eat when he's down here. You have to set the bar high because he's spent the last, what, eight seasons in one of the best food cities in America because New, New Orleans is near the top, right? And... There's nothing lean in New Orleans. I, I heard uh, I, I've been there before. I didn't spend as much time there as uh, as Leroy Horde. I heard Leroy say this on on his morning show a few weeks ago, and it's so true. Like when you're in New Orleans, you're at any restaurant in any part of that town. Like you can't find a piece of grilled chicken anywhere. Like everything everything is deep fried, and it's it's so true, man. But it's a great food city, man. From the the muffaletta sandwiches. I, I had uh, deep fried gator when I was there. It was actually really good. And I, I took being a hurricane guy. I took some joy in eating an alligator. Like yeah, eating gator was fun. And the oysters there, all the uh, the shrimp po' boy. Oh, it's it's an excellent food city. It's one of the better food cities in the country. So we need to set the bar here in Miami. Like we need to get this guy a pan con bistec. We need to get this. I, I hope I pronounced that correctly. We need to get this guy some tostones. Like we need to give him the full Miami experience before he makes up his mind. Do not let him leave without getting some Cuban food, and he will sign that contract on the dotted line. No problem, my friend. Well, I, I live in Hialeah, so I know a few places that do some excellent Cuban food, and we're talking like food by the pound at a good at a good price here, man. So you really oh. can't beat it. Oh, man. I mean, No doubt about that. I mean, we're talking about fricase de pollo, carne asao, ropa vieja, <laughs> lechón, lechón frito. Lechon. Oh, I love that. 
I, I love the skin. When you get the crispy skin, oh. there's nothing better. I know a place that just serves, that has the lechono, that will serve you the lechon with some crispy skin, but then they have just a section of just crispy skin. Bro, you leave there, your cholesterol is up twenty points. Oh, I, I've I've gone there, there and I've just gotten the crispy skin, and then I literally have to and I and I and I eat it, like I can't wait to eat it. So I eat it like in the car, like on my way home, and I have to sit in my car, like in front of my house, for like five minutes and like let my heart catch up. Oh my god, that is amazing! Hey, if you guys want to get at us on the Kendall Toyota West Kendall Toyota text line, you can reach us day and night, three zero five five six seven zero five sixty. That's 305-567-0560. You could also tweet me at Alex Dono. Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. So Matt Ryan winds up uh, with the with the Indianapolis Colts from the Atlanta Falcons. And this is – and, you know, I, I don't think this is wrong at all. I'm looking at this piece, profootballtalk.com. Falcons call trade of Matt Ryan best decision for their long-term future. And, you know – I kind of get it. He's he's been there since two thousand and seven. Uh, I I feel like Matt Ryan has probably reached his peak there, and I I think a change of scenery is probably good for both parties. Um, here is uh, and 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 they end up does Atlanta. Now the thing is, moving on from Matt Ryan is one thing. They have uh, they've apparently replaced him with Marcus Mariota, which. I'm sure that's a short-term replacement, not a long-term replacement, because Mario is not going to take you very far. Uh, this is what the uh, the Falcons owner Arthur Smith said. And listen, Arthur Smith, he also he shot a shot for Deshaun Watson, uh, got rejected, and then you see this domino. Are you effect, sure it's not right? Arthur Blank? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Ar- Arthur Smith, the coach. Yeah, you're Ar- Arthur Blank is Arthur Smith, the coach. Is okay, who okay. said this? My bad. Yeah, when I, I get my Arthur's confused, apparently. So uh, Arthur Smith the, Smith, the head coach, said, I've got so much respect for Matt Ryan and what he's meant to this franchise and to me personally in our one year together. He said, Matt was the ultimate professional and teammate every day. I'm thankful for our time together and wish he and his family the best as they transition to the next chapter of his professional journey. Very cookie-cutter statement there, but he continues, As we said since we've started, we're always evaluating and looking for opportunities to improve our team for the long term. This move is another step in that, and we're looking forward to the future. Uh, the Falcons selected Ryan, remember, with the third overall choice in 2008. So 2008, not 2007, my bad. In 2008, that was the year that, that, was the year that the Dolphins... Uh, drafted Jake Long, and they could have had Matt Ryan. We went long series of the Dolphins screwing up top five picks. It, that was included in that. In 14 seasons in Atlanta, they write, Ryan set franchise best by completing uh, 65.5% of his passes for 59,735 yards, 367 touchdowns. It's a lot of touchdowns and a 94.2 passer rating. So they are moving on, and the Indianapolis Colts will hope to to undo their mistake from Carson Wentz a year ago. Uh, all right, when we come back, my friends, when we come back, by the way, people are texting in Cuban food stuff, which is awesome. Uh, we're going to go into the archives, into the vault, hear from our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein, sitting down with Cardinal Gibbons head coach Matt DeBuck. We have that coming up next, my friends. Alex Dono in for Larry Bluestein on the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560 Sports WQAM. It's the South Florida High School Sports Show on AM560, FM96.5, HD2, The Joe, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by University of Miami Sports Medicine Institute. 
Welcome back here to the South Florida High School Sports Show. Alex Dono in for Larry Bluestein, but let's hear from Larry Bluestein. We love to step into the archives and give you some of Blue's recent best. Here is the man, the myth, the legend, Larry Bluestein with Cardinal Gibbons head coach Matt DeBuck. As uh, we um, round out a great year, uh, one of the teams uh, that never gave up all year long, worked hard, a lot of replacement players to to put into the uh, system, but uh, nevertheless, that uh, head coach Matt DeBuck and his and tremendous coaching staff did it again, a state championship win over Coco, and he's kind enough to join us this evening. Coach, thanks so much uh, for taking the time this evening. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and congratulations again. Thanks, Larry. I guess you saved the best for last, huh? Yes, yes, you know. You, you know my script. <laughs> Those guys are all great coaches, so... <laughs> it's, it's an honor to follow those guys. They they all congratulations to them and what they did uh, in this year. And even though it wasn't a COVID year, it was certainly not a year that uh, many people saw normalcy. So, you know, and, and, we we're very know, fortunate and, enough to get get it going. You know, as Coach Harry was saying, a lot of adversity. You guys also went through uh, quite a bit of adversity over the last year as well with losses of some keen people and uh, certainly you guys overcame it the kids uh, worked extremely hard the coaches as well played a really competitive schedule and you come out as uh, state champions and talk about that talk about the road and how everybody bought in and uh, you know get the opportunity to be to be back in the state title game for the uh, third time um, our fourth third time in the last four years which is amazing no, it's it's good. Hold on, Coach Montiel wants to say hello. Hey, hello, Larry. Coach How Montiel. Are we doing tonight? Congratulations, Coach, on a great uh, win on the defensive side. You guys were strong all year long, and uh, obviously, uh, must feel good for both of you guys being alumnus of the school to see these, such great things happening for Cardinal Gibbons. Oh, it was outstanding. Can't be more happier for them kids than anything. Those kids worked their butts off all year long, and you can't. You can't be more happy for them for what they've done. They bought in. The whole school bought in. The administration bought in. It was something that was something special for us this year. Right. Hey, Larry, Keep I don't know eye. if you knew this, but <laughs> what? Do you know that Jack Hanrahan's a Jack Hanrahan's a Gibbons grad as well? Yes. Did you know that? Yes. Okay, I didn't know and if you knew that. Yes, so. I did. But he and he spent a lot of time over at St. Thomas and another he great defensive. Did. Another great defensive mind as well. Uh, Coach, as now you, you, you went through another season where there was a lot of kids to replace, and now you being a smaller school, you lose kids every year, and it's, it's not as much depth. But you guys seem to be okay. Uh, you know, your, uh, your offense seems to be intact. You have playmakers offensive line-wise. Uh, you, you lose a couple of kids, but uh, certainly another run is in the cards. Uh, do you guys stay at 4A, or do we know, or how, how does this work? Uh, I think we'll be in 4A again. I think we're right in the middle of that population where in 2018 we were the largest or the, excuse me, the smallest team in, in 5A. And then in 2019, we were the largest team in 4A, but I, I, we've dropped off, uh, you know, with our numbers just a bit, you know, it'll all depend on what the state does, but uh, I think we're entrenched in 4A. And we'll be there for a while, but that's not going to stop us from playing teams, you know, like Venice and, and, and like, you know, 8A schools and continue to press our players and, and make sure that when you get into the playoff run that you're prepared and 
you've seen all what you need to see in order to, uh, you know, defend yeah. your championship. You know, I, I think that Gulliver game was a real testament to us being down 27-7 and, and just knowing that we were never going to give up. And we had seen, you know, we'd played teams like St. Thomas and Heritage and, and uh, Buhold. And Venice. And <laughs> at that point, and, we and hadn't you... played Venice yet. Oh, yeah, we had played Venice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It was a playoff. So, so you know, I, 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 I give credit to our, all of our coaches um, on offense and defense and special teams and, you know, having a guy like Dan Marguerite and and Pat Anderson and and Paul Marine and and just countless number of guys that don't get the credit that just do a great job show up every day and and prepare our guys for for uh for victory. Right. And obviously you get you get some really good performances uh the kid Kamari Moulton we talked about how he lost his mom. Uh you know, I mean and and here's a kid who just you know, it, it meant a lot to her to see him do well. So, uh, what a great game. He established himself, not that he had needed to, but in front of a, a different group of people. They had an opportunity to uh, to definitely see him play and play a big role. I thought your defense, once again, just lights out, as they have been all year. And, uh, yep, yeah, it was a great thing, as I said to Coach Harry. You know, last year, both of you guys had to go 465 miles this year. He had to come four exit, and you had to you had to come three and a half miles. So, obviously, from a fan support, you're I mean, you had to be elated with how many people came to support you on that Thursday night. Uh, stayed around after to kind of because you got to remember when you win those state titles before it wasn't here. The two the state title was one in Tallahassee, one in Orlando. So at least the people you know who, who are alumni and uh, you know as I said to. Coach Harry had the same thing. He had a lot of people who probably didn't make that trek to Tallahassee last year, but were no a doubt. part of it. Talk about that because I know that you guys are a close, close knit uh, community at Cardinal Gibbons, and certainly to have a lot of the parents who had to work and couldn't take that much time away finally got a chance to see their kids and 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 win a state title. I I, I think and and do it against like Ryan Schneider, who I know that. Uh, a lot of people knew from here, Great being coach. a quarterback at Plantation, a good coach. He's, you know, he he tried to last year after you guys beat him, he vowed to to narrow that gap. He did. Uh, got some big kids up front, very athletic team. And uh, but uh, as you look at next year, and I'm looking at a lot of your players, you got a lot of kids returning, but at the same time, you got a lot of young kids who are in the program now that haven't had the opportunity, but will have that. Uh, you know, as as sophomores, talk about that in in the in the depth that you you've you've had a outstanding junior varsity team here as well. Yeah, the the biggest thing, Larry, is you know I'll use an example of a John Bach junior that you know got to play another four weeks, and FIU came out to practice and watched him work out, and he signed with FIU. Way watched his film. You know, when you get into that bonus football you get more coaches that come out there and, and look at your kids. And he's just an example of kid that had a great year that these guys get to come and see, you know, firsthand coach McIntyre from FIU was at practice and just fell in love with him. And, and the next thing you know, you know, he, instead of going to Western Carolina, he's staying home and going to FIU. So those are the types of things that, that extra credit football gives you. And it gives a kid another opportunity at a scholarship and that's, you know, winning state championships are, are always 
at a premium, but getting to play longer and longer and longer gives kids more film and more opportunity and gives them a chance to compete and play in a, on a huge stage at that drive pink stadium, which is 100% awesome. <laughs> and they, yes, they did a great job and I couldn't be happier as a former player to play at Lockhart, but they might've flipped it a little bit from North to South and made, made it East and West, but it was still on those grounds in that parking lot. And it was still pretty awesome. And uh, that's something I'll probably never forget, even playing at Camping World and playing at Florida State. But the memories and being home and playing at that stadium as a player and, and having an opportunity to to win a state championship there and, and coach and coach with the guys you like and, and the, the players that have been in your program, it, it's special. And, yep, and it's, it it's, it's really special. You know, there's just so many names, the Rod Parkers of the world, the Rocky Mears, guys in our staff that, you know, just continually show up every day and do it for the right reasons. And yeah, that's what makes stuff. it. I think that's why we're where we are today. And let me Excellent. give a shout out to Coach Jones over at Chaminade. He did a heck of a job this year. I really like him and got a lot of respect for him and his program. Yeah. So, you know, I just Good wanted stuff. to say that. Well, Coach, again, uh, to you, Melanie, the kids, and also to Dave and his wife and his kids, have a good Christmas. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time, and uh, we'll see you soon. Larry, all the best. Thanks for what you do for high school sports. I know you get told that a million and one times, but it is it is true. And, and to your wife that puts up <laughs> with you, you know, yeah, I, I, well. God bless her. She must be a saint. She must be yeah. a saint. So yeah, she is. Anyhow, <laughs> have have a great holiday, and we'll we'll talk before uh, before Christmas. Yeah, we'll I'm sure, but thanks days. for your support. All right, thanks a lot, Matt. All Matt, the best. Thanks so much, Matt DeBuck, head coach at Cardinal Gibbons, and that will bring to an end our Christmas show. Happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.